All right, hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Jim Ryan, and he is one of the founders and runs what's called the Freedom from Atheism Foundation of the FFAF. It was founded in 2012, and it was founded in response to perception of a rising intolerant atheism throughout the world. So he's going to talk about that. Their website is ffaf.org. Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. So you can check out some of their information and I'll put it in the show notes as well. So Dr. Jim Ryan, are you there? I'm here. Thank you for having me, William. Awesome. Well, thank you for agreeing to the interview. For people who may not have heard your background or the FFAF, can you talk about uh, your interest in this subject of, of kind of combating atheism and how you got into that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, this is my background. I actually am a scientist, a molecular biologist by training. So um, I used to be an atheist myself, believe it or not. I wouldn't say a very militant one, but, you know, I used to read the, a lot of the Richard Dawkins books and things like that when they first came out, or Selfish Gene, Extended Phenotype, and such like that. So uh, Carl Sagan's work. So I was, I was a, a fairly, fairly active atheist. Um, and, uh, you know, during the course of my studies in science, the more I studied, uh, I kind of came to the point where I started recognizing that, you know, atheism didn't really make sense um, from a scientific worldview. Um, I was actually quite disappointed with it. So I eventually came to reject atheism. Um, and in that process, um, you know, a lot of my friends, colleagues who were, who were atheists uh, really had a very negative reaction to it. They thought I was, you know, very, very harsh, surprisingly harsh. I felt myself, I thought, you know, I've kind of felt somewhat enlightened. You know, atheism isn't, doesn't really line up with science the way I thought. And I got really harshly attacked by uh, a lot of people who I thought were good friends. A lot of people were great colleagues. Um, and so I had this, uh, you know, a very negative reaction of how, how I was treated by, by fellow atheists uh, simply for changing my view. Um, you know, and through the course of arguing yeah, you know, with them over the years, I eventually, you know, fell in with this group, the Freedom from Atheism Foundation. I've used a bunch of other guys who had similar experiences and came to, uh, you know, just wanted to, it really started as a sort of a, a way of sharing my experiences with other people, my experiences with atheism, uh, why I left, explain it from a, you know, a rational scientific point of view. Right. And that's kind of, I would say in the science field, it's much easier to be an atheist than a believer in a creator, correct? So I would assume that there's a lot of professional ramifications of taking that position. Well, I wish you wouldn't agree with that so much, believe it or not. There actually is, a, my experience was actually there were more people, in more scientists who actually were believers than there were atheists. I think um, what I've always seen, though, is that the the, the scientists who are, say, theists, they would take a very humble approach and admit they didn't know things. They would, you know, well, I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm, I'll go along with this. Whereas, you know, those who are atheists, although I'd say there were, you know, somewhat fewer in number, were much more militant about their views. Um, if you disagreed with them, they'd be very harsh, um, you know, yeah, very much try to silence you. And I think in my case, it really was the the fact that, you know, I was sort of a an atheist that kind of came to reject their worldview. And, you know, they I, as weird as it seems to be, uh, they viewed me as some kind of a traitor. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do know a lot of scientists. Like, I would say, honestly, overall, I, I know more scientists who are believers than, you know, scientists who are atheists. Um, I would say there's a, there's a fair number of agnostics, too, who just don't know, right? Gotcha. Well, that's very interesting. And why do you think that this atheism is or takes on this intolerance or militar militantism? 
Yeah, that's that's is a is a as I guess the million dollar question I've I've often had is well why is it so important? I mean, for me as an when I was an atheist, I looked at it more from a point of view as like okay, well atheism was a worldview that you know was aligned most with most with science. Um, I think as I became more of a believer, I, you know, I thought well let's just switch from you know one worldview to another. They're they're both compatible with science if if you really look at it you know, at, at the, you know, the high level. Um, I think a lot of atheists really take, uh, there's two, two reasons I think they do have this militant. One is, you know, their, their identity is wrapped up on this atheist worldview. And there's no, no, um, how do you say it? There's no real direct um, scientific support for it. Or, you know, or I guess seeing that there's no direct scientific support to it, for it directly attacks their worldview. They claim they don't have a faith. They don't, they claim they, you know, their, their beliefs are entirely science. So when you start tugging at this, this really attacks their, their worldview. And secondly, I, I don't think there, there's really no tenets to atheism. I mean, say you take something like Christianity or Buddhism or something like that. There really is this, you know, this whole, I think, um, moral structure wrapped around it that, you, you know, be kind to each other, forgive each other, you know, these kind of concepts. And, you know, atheists don't really have that. Um, so there's no reason for them to to behave morally. You know, for them, it's you know, there's nothing wrong with attacking people. You know what I mean? So I, that's it's as far as I can tell. That's that's what I see. It is interesting, though. So they claim to themselves that they don't have a structure, but they their view is to restrict other people's religious freedom. Would you agree with that? I think that's a big part of it. I do think, you know, atheists do have a, a worldview. They do have a faith, but they just don't want to admit it at, at, at any levels, at least my experience. And I'm not speaking for all atheists. I'm just taking the ones I knew. You know, I'd say, you know, atheists fulfill, you know, many ways that they're very enlightened. Oh, yeah, we can reject these ancient, you know, medieval or, you know, Bronze Age traditions. They, they really feel that, you know, they're, they're enlightened and then they want to, you know, to spread that, that, that view. In a way, it's kind of an arrogance as well. Um, and, and they, they claim that they're beyond faith and they're not, but if you really look at that, it is in human nature to really, to have a faith. People by nature want to have faith. They want to believe in things. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of work done on sort of that concept that people are hardwired for belief in religion, belief in God and atheists claim they're above this, but you know, once you really get atheist communities formed, they really do become very much dogmatic. Look at, uh, say, communism, for example, Maoism, uh, Juche in uh, North Korea, Stalinism, Leninism, Marxism. You know, these are, you know, even new atheists, you know, they really, really cling to this, this, um, you know, you call it a faith, you call it a, a religious structure, you, you know, they, they really do um, form this on their own, yet they, at the same time, they're claiming that they, they're beyond this. Which is it's, it's very, very contradicting. Yeah. And that is interesting, too, that you mentioned those communist groups, because atheism is a central component of that kind of communistic ideology, correct? Yeah, I would say so as myself, just to just to clarify, I actually consider myself a, a Marxist. When I was an atheist, I, I did follow the Marxist worldview, and that was the form of atheism I had. This was well before New Atheism and Richard Dawkins' God Delusion. This was like back in the 90s. Um, probably early to mid nineties. So, yeah. So, so you take communism itself. I mean, it, it is an atheist philosophy. I mean, that's the course. It's a combination of socialism plus atheism. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, atheism is just a belief of those. God. No, there's various forms of atheism, just as there's various forms of theism. And people will say that, you know, atheism is not a religion. And I would agree with that. Atheism is not a religion in the same way that theism is not a religion. 
but there are religious forms of theism like Christianity, Islam, so on. And because of that, there are also religious forms of atheism. So, you know, they, they, yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> right, no, it does. Well, when you say Richard Dawkins, I mean, kind of this predominant mm -hmm. evolutionary mm -hmm. biologist, when you say new atheism, what's the difference between atheism and new atheism? I don't understand that. Yeah, there is. It, it's like saying, "What's the difference between atheism and communism?" New atheism is just a is this title that they that they've come up with. What you would see is sort of in the atheism worldwide had its peak probably I would say in the late 1970s. Probably the highest point, probably about four or five percent of the world's population was atheists, and most of that was due to communism. Communism being one form of atheism, but there's other other forms out there. Um, with the fall of you know communism and things like that, you started seeing this. Uh, we see a reduction in the amount of um, atheists around the world. It started declining at a world at a global level, and I think atheists had this view: well, well, atheism is going to spread. There's a sort of the the religion is collapsing, and what you see since probably the 70s, especially you know once you get the in the 90s after the fall of the Soviet Union, the collapse of communism around the world, there's fewer and fewer atheists. Meanwhile, atheists are have this belief that they're you know that they're spreading. Religion is collapsing, and yet you know. Atheism was collapsing, going slower, and then you started seeing things like Islam surging really radically, uh, evangelical Christianity surging really rapidly, you know, Hinduism, you know, surging, you know, rapidly in India. You start seeing religions actually over the world growing greater than atheism was. You start seeing, and I think sort of when you see like, um, I think one of the triggers for new atheism was the 9-11, uh, believe it or not. Um, you know, they were told, you know, religion was dying. Here yet we see religion all over the world you know, expanding and even things like militant atheism or not militant atheism, militant, militant Islam, um, you know, you know, really gaining ground. And I think this sort of sort of um, a lot of these atheist writers, people like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, these guys kind of sort of like wanted to circle the wagons and sort of, you know, build atheism back up. Um, I think one of the also triggers was Anthony Flew, sort of the man for who for 30 years was uh, was considered the um, leading voice among atheists, and he converted to become a, a general theist. Um, I think, yeah, all these things together, uh, Richard Dawkins wanted to take over his mantle, um, take over, we saw the atheism in decline, and what what happened from then is they, they wanted to circle the wagons, and it, it, it sort of coined the term, I don't know if it was them or just the media, but they coined their new militant form of atheism, they coined it a new atheism. But it, it's just it's just an it's just one type of atheist stuff. Uh, just a repackaging atheism, and they're yeah. all kind of scientific, mm -hmm. evolutionary types, right? So they believe in evolution, yeah. and there's been recent kind of uh, attacks upon evolution, which would kind of under undermine the atheist worldview. Would you agree with that? Some of these newer studies where people are talking about intelligent design and uh, talking well, about the complexity of the human body and stuff. Yeah, well, and I'm going to be uh, just just to be clarified here. I, I myself, actually, you know, being a molecular biologist, you know, uh, who studied you know uh, evolution quite deeply. I mean, I mean, I actually see no conflict between evolution and and uh, and a belief in a, a Christian or even a, a biblical worldview. I, I see, yeah, I see no, and there's you know tons of books written on that if you want to get into that sometime. But um, I think the biggest threat to atheists is not that. Um, 
is actually the the possibility that that you know religion such as Christianity is compatible with evolution. That's actually probably a biggest threat to them because their view is that well you know evolution is true. Look at all the science supporting it. Look at everything. And I would argue with them. Yeah, evolution does make sense. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I just don't see how it's in conflict with a biblical worldview. And I think that's something that really scares them the most. And you know thinking back to my own personal conflicts with a lot of atheists, I think what really scared them was not. So much that maybe I left atheism, but was the fact that saying, yeah, you know, evolution makes sense according, you know, it makes more sense in the light of a creator. I think that really is what, what scared a lot of people. Interesting. So, so you think that evolution is not a threat to a theistic worldview. And then, um, but you, when you founded the Freedom from Atheism Foundation back in 2012, did you, how, how did you contest against atheism? I mean, what was your kind of approach and what was the response of atheists? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Well, you know, and when the Freedom from Atheism Foundation, it, it, it was really a, a web page and there was a, a bunch of us on it. And there was a couple web pages um, that we kind of merged all together. It was actually the, the actual one that was called Freedom from Atheism Foundation, believe it or not, was actually found by a, a Muslim guy. Um, there was a, a, another Christian group that was, uh, you know, committed to against atheism. And there was another one that, that was, you know, sort of supporting the rights for, uh, you know, crosses as, um, what do you call it, uh, monuments, you know, for, for war monuments and things like that. And we took these three pages and we kind of just, why don't we just merge them all together and make one? And we like the name, the Freedom from Atheism Foundation. Um, and that's, uh, that's how it, how it uh, kind of occurred. Um, the earliest days, I mean, you know, I thought it would be a lot of fun. I thought, you know, a lot of people would, you know, share their interests, share their stories. And that was my point. I just wanted to get on there and just share my experiences and why I felt that, um, you know, science and, and say Christianity were not in conflict. Um, and I thought this would just, people would be very interested. What we got is a lot of atheists come in there, very hostile. Um, and it kind of almost took over the page. So we had to like spend a lot of time banning people. Um, I got into one early, I think it was one of my first discussions. I was explaining, you know, I had this one guy, he was a, you know, I was explaining science and he was arguing with me. Um, he's an atheist. He, you know, was arguing about evolution and things like that. And, uh, you know, I think he was a grad student. He started attacking my credentials. So I threw out like, hey, here's a bunch of papers that I published. Um, and he was all taken aback and he started arguing about evolution. I said, well, look, I have no problem with evolution. In fact, I actually, I actually think, uh, you know, if it wasn't for evolution, I probably wouldn't actually, you know, become a Christian. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that threw him for a real loop. And, and then they just start, when they, when they do that, he just started resorting to uh, just yell, you know, swearing and, you know, all kinds of, you know, derogatory terms. So I eventually just had to ban him. But um, they, they do get a real hostility um, you know, when I, when, when you start explaining these things to them. So that was my early experience with that. It was kind of a lot of fun. There was about five or six of us who started the the page and, you know, there we had ba you know, believers from all different backgrounds. A couple of us were Christians. Um, we had like a, the Muslim guy, there was a Hindu guy and a Buddhist. Uh, it was, it was great. Interesting. I mean, it says here you've had over 725,000 Facebook likes, so very active, uh, definitely on Facebook. And how did it kind of develop? I mean, you've been doing it now for almost 10 years. And what uh, what are kind of the main takeaways that you have in this experience of starting this foundation? Uh, well, we started early. I mean, you got to keep in mind, this is what, 20, I'm thinking 2011, 2012, when we started this. And um, Facebook was a very different place right back then. It was still, you know, it wasn't brand new, but I think we were just starting getting groups out there, people, you know, it was, we were one of the early group. I think at one point we were, you know, in the top 
50 or 100, I don't know, Facebook pages out there. I mean, it was it was a really fun early growth. Um, you know, and I think there was a whole bunch of us posting all the time. I think we did some some paid advertising and things like that. It, you know, just out of our own pocket. Nothing nothing serious. It's not a formal group. We're not like an official organization or anything. It's just a bunch of just think of a bunch of guys who just wanted to share their ex experiences as as being former atheists. Um, and we got some great discussions. A lot of you know followers at uh, the early days. Yeah, it was it was fun. And like I said, I would say. A big part of the growth had to do with sort of a reaction against the new atheists, uh, Richard Dawkins in particular, Sam Harris. Um, these guys were pretty hostile um, towards anyone who didn't share their beliefs. And I think that was when we had a lot of growth. I'd say, you know, this new atheist group movement, sort of the Richard, no one really cares about Richard Dawkins anymore. Sam Harris has kind of gone off into sort of a new age spirituality kind of movement. Um, you know, no one knows who Daniel Dennett is. Uh, Christopher Hitchens' dad. Um, so, you know, it just kind of fizzled out. Nobody really cares about that anymore. So I'd say we still get a lot of, a lot of interaction, but I, you know, I think those early days when, you know, when, when new atheism was really big, was, was kind of our, our really, you know, exciting time. Right. And so, so you see these kind of militants out there. Do you, what do you think that their ultimate goal would be if they could have more cultural or political power? Do you think that they would literally do something like what happened in the Soviet Union or China? Well, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, atheist, atheism as a worldview, I mean, there's, like I said, there's many different types of atheist worldviews, but none of them have really strong tenets. And those that do, it's really, they're really harsh. I mean, yeah, you just look at any atheist country or atheist government or any time an atheist got into power, what happens? I mean, yeah, you Stalin is a good example. Mao is a good example. Sure, you see what's happened in North Korea. But don't forget, you know, there's also non-communist forms of atheism. I mean, take a look at Mussolini and Italian fascism. That was a form of atheism. Um, you know, you take a look at... Uh, you know, People's Temple and uh, what's a what's a guy? Ah, oh, forgetting. Right. Uh, People's Temple was Jim Jones. Uh, Jim Jones. I don't know. I, he was an atheist. That was that was oh, an atheist. That was an atheist religion. Um, it was originally a you know Marxist base, but he himself was an atheist. And there was you know they used to mock mock uh, the Bible and Christians. Um, yeah, I mean, look at any time you see an atheist get into power, what is it like? What they want is more power, uh, more self indulgence. Um, I would say, yeah, not maybe communism is an example of what would happen. But Mussolini is also an example. Jim Jones, yeah, I'd say another example. That, you know. To, you know, uh, look at the French Revolution. You know what happened with Robespierre and these these right, were reign of terror. Reign of terror. terror. Any time, any time you see atheists get into power, it, they're usually, you know, they, they they consolidate more and more power, and then it becomes more aimed towards, you know, you know, and it's usually from an enlightened point of view. They think, well, they're they've got this enlightened view, and then they when nobody listens to them, then it starts about stamping out anyone who disagrees with them. Um, you know, we can make the make the case that you know certainly in the last hundred years, more people have been killed, you know, by you know by atheists trying to stamp out everyone else than have killed by all other religions put together, and you know, including Islam. So, I think it's a very you know, interesting way to look at it. So, with the Khmer Rouge, were they Marxist atheists as well? Yeah, they were. In fact, I mean, yeah, Khmer Rouge. Um, you know, Shining Path is an example. Um, you see, uh, was it uh, the group in Colombia? I'm thinking is it the is it FARC? FARC, FARC yeah. yeah, yeah. These are all Marxist groups. Now I don't know if they still are 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 atheist, but yeah, certainly anytime you see like a, a Marxist organization, it's it's at its heart uh, uh, an atheist group. But you know, of course, since the fall of communism, I haven't followed every single group, so there might be some that of you know don't care anymore. But yeah, generally, as um, any type of Marxist group or fascist 
That's so it would true. be even Antifa. So Antifa could be considered Marxist, atheist, militant atheism too. Then, correct? Um, well, I, I I don't know about it. I mean, it might be. I, I don't think they really take a stand uh, from. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I haven't studied them that much. Other than they're, about, they're pretty. Yeah, but uh, but I, I you know I, I would I would say it attracts a lot of atheists. I don't know if they've actually um, you know made a stand on we don't believe in you know God or anything like that. But you know, so possibly. So I mean, so you have I think that the militant atheism and and materialism go hand in hand. So what is I mean are those counterpoints that people from the Freedom from Atheism Foundation make? towards atheists uh, do you find that they're tr i mean do you think that the atheists are trying to convert the theists and the theists do they try to convert the atheists atheists well, Does that well uh, so so on our page you're talking about right um <laughs> yeah so um I, I like i said one of the things i love to do on, on this on the freedom from atheism page is is i like to I, I look at it the point of view is i like to take a critical look at my former faith and i do that by applying the same standards to atheism that atheists apply to other faiths so and and quite often i do that by you know taking a post that they've made about a theist right ever and just twist it around and say the same thing about about atheists and, and usually you can do it. it's a very you know i, I say you know Theism, atheism, or both positions based on faith. It's just, you know, atheism tries to call out everybody else. You apply it back to atheists, and I just like to see what happens, right? You know, it's, it's part of it's about me just exploring, you know, taking a critical look at my former faith and just, you know, having a look at it in, in context. Um, so on the page, though, you get a lot of atheists who are very, you know, how do you say it? Very, very, very upset when I do that. So, so the, I don't know if they're trying to convert anybody so much as just insult everybody and, you know, you know, try to seek validation, as it were. Right. Um, I see the, the the theists on there. A lot of them are on there just simply because a they like to. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to see somebody standing up for this kind of you know standing up against atheism. So they like to chime in and say, "Oh, I'm so glad you're doing this," or you know, "That's so true." And a lot of them are just you know there to argue with atheists. And I don't know if anybody's trying to convert each other. I'm hoping for civil civil discussions, but you know, I think a lot of them just trying to point out each other's flaws. To be to be honest. <laughs> Why do you think that atheists believe that they their view is pure science and not full, have any faith? Well, that's a good question, and I think they don't have anything to fall upon. I mean, say say take a, any religion, you can say Islam, say Christianity, for example. They have like thousands of years of history and these holy books and you know revelations and you know things like that. And they could that's a, that's a, a huge part of their their. Um, you know their their worldview is based on having faith right now an atheist you know basically says well we're against faith so therefore we must have our you know our belief must be based on region reason and logic and the ultimate in reason and logic is science so what do they what do they got to really hang their hat on they don't have you know traditions of holy books their philosophies are very weak at best um so what what do they have to hang their hat on you have someone like dawkins or carl sagan or Somebody like this will say, actually, science, you know, our beliefs are grounded in science. They say, yes, my beliefs are grounded in science too. I'll only believe believe what science says. But they never really take that to the next level. They never really challenge themselves and say, how is my belief grounded in science? I mean, one of the, the things that you know helped me reject atheism, this was back when I was a, a grad student, and I had a professor you know, challenged me one time and it was more around the fact that because I watched a lot of movies and, you know, <laughs> and science fiction movies and things like that. And, and she said, well, sometimes you kind of let your science fiction 
you know, cross over into, into your science. So you have to really test everything you believe according to science and make sure it holds up. And I said, no, that's a good idea. So I took it literally. And I said, well, you know, what if my atheist beliefs holds up according to science? You know, and I tested it, you know, I found there's actually nothing in science that really supports atheism. It's just, it's a faith like any other. Um, but I think a lot of atheists, they want to believe that there is, it is supported by something. How do, you know, they say, they claim they're right. They're arrogant. You know, they feel they're enlightened, but how do they know they're right? Well, it must be supported by science. That's the only thing they can hold on to. Right. And, and I think that's what it is. It's almost that need. It's like they have to have it. If, it, if you take that away from them, then everything falls apart. And I said, that's, that's the big thing for me. I think it was the hostility when they, they said, look, evolution, we know is true. You know, right. creation, creationism, according to science, is false. Okay, great. What if I said evolution, you know, was compatible with creation? <gasps> well, that takes away their club. That takes away their weapon. That takes away the very, you know, we said the the the, the, cor the cap cornerstone of their entire belief, and everything will crumble down on it after that. Interesting. And one of the interesting things that I've learned about these really supposed hard science people, like Richard Dawkins or Stephen Jay Gould, is that they're culturally very receptive or empathetic to Christianity. Have you ever? Uh, do you have any comments or ideas about why that is? Well, that's a good question. I think what we see now. Now, you know, first of all, I would say hardcore science. I would say I wouldn't call them hardcore science people. I know Richard Dawkins got a start as a scientist. I know Stephen Jay Gould was more of a, a science, um, was an ethicist or whatever. I would say they're more pop science people. People like, you know, you, you see people like, um, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You see Richard Dawkins. You see uh, Carl Sagan. These are these are not hardcore. I mean, they're not practicing they're like popularizers, science. popularizers, right? Kind yeah, of almost info science or inter, yeah, inter science type. Yeah. They're, they're pop science. They're, they cross from the realm of, of you know, they, they have a good, strong science background, and yet they don't, they're don't. they not actually practicing science. When was the last time Richard Dawkins actually did a scientific experiment? What, probably 1970s? You know, so, I mean, he makes more money off his, his philosophical views than he does off science. He just has science credentials. I mean, and I'm not saying he knows nothing of science. He does, but like I said, he's he's a, think of him as a pop scientist. Um so, so now to answer your other question, so why do they have uh, this, this background in science or why do they have this um, cultural Christian view, worldview? And I think a lot of them, when they, they take a look at it, well, what would, what would a scientific, you know, or, or what would a, a scientific uh, a world run by science, world run by atheism actually look like? What, what examples do you have? You can look at like scientific worldviews like the Nazis. You can look at scientific worldviews like the the you know the, the communists. Oh, I mean, that's right. It wasn't Marx. Wasn't his thing scientific materialism? Like it was science. You had this presumption of science. Yeah, you have this presumption. Certainty. Of the certainty yeah. of science. Actually, yeah, so. and I, and I think a lot of these guys, you know, like Dawkins. What I see for him a lot of times is he's lately when he first you know i'd say go back to 2001 or 2006 when he wrote his books he had this oh yeah everything about religion is poison everything is bad or i think a lot was sam harris who said or what maybe christopher hitchin but they had this view that anything everything about religion is is wrong and then i think what he started doing is extrapolate okay what if we took out christianity what would the world be like you know and you could say and i think they had a roundtable discussion it was it's really fun. i don't even remember when it was i remember I remember watching it. They're they're having this discussion and say, well, what would if we got rid of Christianity? If we exceed our goal and get rid of Christianity, what would happen? I think somebody said, well, wouldn't Islam move in? And then he started thinking, hmm, would a would an Islamic world be a better place? And they started really thinking about that. And I think that that's concerned them. What would happen if you take away Christianity? What if, if we had a world like like you know the Soviet Union that was very very scientifically focused? Um, what would that be like? You know, 
you know, I think a, a very atheist point of view. And I think they realize that, yeah, you know, there is, maybe there's, it's not entirely bad. Maybe they don't agree with the faith. Maybe they don't actually believe, you know, the, you know, in Jesus or, you know, you know, there's a God, but maybe they realize that, you know, if you take that away from the world, the world would be a much harsher place. And right. I, think, I mean, you can see that. Look at the Nazis. They had the scientific presumption mm -hmm. too, evolutionary science, and they were the top. And then yeah. it's yeah. okay to exterminate all other, these other races, right? Yeah, they took like, well, they took, I mean, there's such thing as, you know, evolutionary theory, the, how evolution works in, in nature. And that's interesting to study. But when you start taking something like that and applying it to society, or, you know, I mean, you know, they had their, their very basic view. Well, it wasn't just the uh, Nazis. It actually started with that, you know, the, the German uh, empire prior to that, having this view that, you know, oh, the little uh, big empires, the strong empires should crush the, the weak empires, the you know, Nazis took a step forward and the strong races should destroy the weaker races. You know, every every aspect, once you start applying, you know, some sign, you know, scientific, you know, theories to society, it doesn't always work. In fact, it go very, very horribly wrong, as we've seen in the case of the Nazis. Right. And why do you think that these guys like the new atheists, they have a kind of uh, priestcraft certainty, like they're so certain that they've had science when science itself or the understanding of science and changed. Why do you think they're so certain is one question. The other is what happened in recent times to split science and religion? Because back in the 15th, 16th century, all those guys, Galileo and Linnaeus, they all saw themselves very Christian and very godly. And something has happened where those two, like, well, in a very general sense, religion and science are now separated. Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's a really good question. So I think um, we study the early, his, early history, uh, scientific method, and all that. That was early, developed. You know, all every early uh, field of modern science was was founded by by Christians, believe it or not, and and some by Muslim scholars as well. Um, you know, because they they had this view that um, you know. You know, prior to that, the universe was considered a very mysterious thing. It was only you know we could never understand. It's only you know, could only be understood by contemplation or whatever. And, you know, Christians came in that had this view that, look, you know, we have a God of who gives us laws. If we, you know, therefore we should have laws in nature, right? Everything should be ordered. And so they went out to seek out laws in nature and yes, they found them. Um, and I think a lot of the early Christians, you know, you know, or not early Christians, early scientists who were Christians, you know, actually went to study sort of this natural theology, looking for laws in nature to help them, you know, bring them closer to God. They consider actually doing science a, a form of worship. You know, people like Isaac Newton, for example, was, you know, wrote, wrote several books on this. Um, but I think what had happened is I think there were a lot of atheists. They said, well, you know, we want you to be part of science too. Science is, a, you know, a good thing. We could use it to explain the universe. But the trouble is there's so many, all, all, the, all the powerful, you know, all the real scientists are Christians. So they really wanted, and, you know, it was, you know, science was considered more of an amateuristic kind of thing. There wasn't the, you know, the scientific industries as we see them today. So they wanted to create a sort of a, a professional science. And one of the first things they did was try to separate it from religion. So there was this kind of this push. You see, like, the uh, was it the um, uh, National Academy of Sciences, for example? This was, you know, really set up as almost, almost an atheistic kind of organization just for, for scientists who didn't believe in God or superstitions when in their early days. They didn't want to in, in, invite any any Christians into it, unless, you know, they had no choice. But I think there was this push to kind of this professionalization of science and how they wanted to, to be part of, um, you know, atheism to be, you know, 
be more of a scientific worldview. At the same time, there's you know, several books being written um, to kind of put this, you know, separate science and faith. I'm just trying to think some of these. There was uh, some books about the, the conflict between science and faith and the, where they portray things like, you know, Galileo affair is kind of a religious versus science thing or, you know, Christopher Columbus and showing how the church believed the world was fat, flat, which absolutely was not true at all. And so they really kind of sort of promoting this, um, you know, this, this conflict between science and faith as, as a way to kind of promote, you know, atheists in science, I think in the early stage, eight, late 1800s. Right. And I mean, do you think that some of the scientific views, like, I mean, well, that they're deliberately holding onto these views to bolster their atheistic worldview instead of the other way around. Whereas what my point is, is like they're taking pieces of what they see as science to bolster their atheistic worldview instead of objectively looking at scientific history. Does that make sense? Oh, there's yeah, no question that they do that. I mean, I, I run into, uh, you know, atheists all the time who are, who are, you know, spouting, you know, part, you know, part understanding of how science works. The worst, the worst thing I come across is these atheists who read, or, um, who read some sort of like Richard Dawkins page or something, which is very skewed, you know, very twisted form of science. You know, and then presenting it as this is how science is. I'm like, oh, that's that's not even remotely what science science is is very, very, I'd say agnostic or neutral towards, you know, concept, you know, you know, metaphysical concepts like atheism and, and theism. I mean, these are really beyond the realm of science to talk about. Yet, you know, people like Dawkins or Sam Harris kind of, you know, you know, twist it a little bit and then you know, people just take it and run with it and and you know, pass off atheist you know, atheist philosophy as though it were some as though it were science. It's it's kind of really weird, right? I mean, I think it's interesting when you really study these guys. They definitely cherry pick, and uh, they're very certain, and they they try. They there's not maybe that kind of objective, detached uh, view on things. Like they're really they're almost like the certainty of a priest in some ways to me. But, oh. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, they have this absolute guarantee. I mean, like, I, I often see atheists talk about, um, you know, uh, Christians or whatever, you know, uh, blindly following their faith. And I think that an argument can be very strongly made that atheists, you know, you know, blind, you know, blindly, you know, cling to atheist atheism without any evidence whatsoever. I've, I've often asked them, and I, this is really funny because, you know, I'll, I'll routinely post a question saying, why, why is it that, you know, Atheists, you know, you know, you know, accuse, you know, theists of, you know, of accepting theism, you know, without, you know, without any evidence yet blindly cling to to atheism, despite the lack of evidence, you know, so. Right. And they all, you know, usually when you ask a question like that, it's like, well, we don't have to provide evidence. I'm like, okay, so what are you saying? Everybody but yourself needs to to provide evidence. You know, your worldview is the one that doesn't require evidence. And, you know, they'll, they'll twist it somehow and say, well, you guys are making the positive claim. I say, no, we make no claim at all. I'm simply accepting the possibility that there is a God exists. Um, you know, I admit my views are based on faith. If I have evidence, I'll change them. Do you have evidence to support atheists? You know, they, you know, you ask them that a few times and they get angry. They start swearing at you and then you just block them. <laughs> well, this has been a superb conversation. Really delighted that you took time to talk about your foundation and your views for people who are listening do you have what's the best way to see the website and get information or kind of catch up do you have uh, any yeah. other well i say just yeah well, like i said we have a, a website we don't really do much with it it's there we update it every now and then uh, i'd say just go onto the facebook page or um you know or facebook uh freedom from atheism on facebook 
just have a conversation, read, go on one of the posts, post something, ask some questions. Um, I would say, yeah, just engage. Just if you're unsure about what you believe, you know, ask around, ask and, you know, go on our page and ask and somebody, you know, you'll get, there's a lot of nice people there. They, they'll answer your questions. Great. And so that's the Freedom from Atheism Foundation, the FFAF. And their website again is ffaf.weebly.com. And you can go to their Facebook page, which has an immense amount of like 725,000. So it's got to be pretty active. I haven't seen it. But uh, <laughs> again, it's Dr. Jim Ryan of the FFAF. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you, William. It's a pleasure. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.